this morning. We're in our series on the Sermon on the Mount. We're looking at the Beatitudes. And so the children are with us today, so it'll be very brief. But we have Family Sunday. And so we, on the first Sunday of the month, have communion together as a family. But then we have fellowship together. We have plenty of food down there. encourage you to stick around after. Uh, We will be setting up some bounce houses probably inside. Um, If you notice, the wind is picking up outside. Um, And so we do love children around here. Amen? But we want them to stay on the ground. We want them to stay here and safe. So we're probably going to set up some bounce houses inside for the kids so they can have some fun, some games, some activity. Uh, And so uh, we'll do that uh, right after just a very brief message. And so... Uh, again, this is uh, Family Sunday, so welcome. If you're a guest with us, welcome. Uh, so it will be a little bit different today uh, and probably disappointing if you come back a second time because I won't have an 8 to 10 minute sermon. It'll probably be a little bit longer, okay? Uh, so I have to be on point. It's going to be brief. And you're going to say, you're gonna say um, you know, he's a miracle worker, all right? Because any pastor that preaches about 7 or 8 or 9 minutes, that's a miracle. How many would say amen to that? And so how many of you think he's a way maker, miracle worker? How many believe that? Let's see if we can do it today. Are you with me? All God's people said? Amen. So here's the key, though. I can preach fast. It's never my fault if I go long. What the problem is, is I can preach fast. It's just y'all can't follow along fast enough. And, you know, and so it's your fault. All right. I could be a politician. I just blame everyone else. Right. (laughs) So. Very seriously, let's just get right to it. The kids are with us, but we do, I want to mention, we do have the uh, zero to five years old for nursery. We kind of extend it on Family Sunday, so if you need to put your kids back there up to five years old, that's fine. We typically do have children's church, uh, but the children are with us, and uh, Jesus said, blessed are the children and let them come unto me. And so it's okay, all right? It's okay. There might be some kids crying, uh, pulling hair, you know. Uh, it's all right, because uh, God loves them, we love them, and so they're a part of our church family too. Um, and so let's jump right in, Matthew chapter 5, uh, and we want to pick up in verse number uh, 7 is where we're going to look at, and we're going to go right to verse number 7 just for the sake of time. He says in Matthew 5, verse number 7, he says this, these are the words of Jesus, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown Mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Let's pray. Lord, we pray you bless your word. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, uh, for Family Sunday and the time that we can gather together as a church family. And we can remember you through time of communion and fellowship. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, that you have sown mercy in our lives and that you were merciful when you hung upon the cross and you said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And you took our place. What an act of mercy. And so, Father, Lord, I pray that we would learn of you today and that we would also be followers of Christ and that we would exercise mercy and that we would sow mercy and that we would treat others the way that we would want to be treated. So I pray you bless the very few moments that I have today, that we have in your word. But Lord, I pray that it would be life-changing, and that not only life-changing in our own lives, but that we would truly have impact, Lord, for this community and those that you put into our path each day. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. I'm not going to spend time reviewing. We're on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is the preacher. I'm not going to spend a whole lot. And he's preaching on the Beatitudes. In each Beatitude, there's a lot more depth to them. And this one is, is one, as we jump right in, he, he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. As we said, and we've been saying all along, each one of these statements that Jesus made, it is much deeper than just a casual reading, just looking at this verse. You see, I believe what Jesus is doing is he is is teaching a spiritual law. There are spiritual laws uh, found in the word of God. We're going to see in a moment that Paul, he kind of develops this spiritual law even further. But let me say this, there are... In the spiritual realm, there are laws. In the natural realm, in the physical realm, there are certain laws. For example, there's the law of gravity. Anyone know what the law of gravity is? What goes up? If it goes up, what's it going to do? It's going to come back down. That's a law, right? This week, we were doing some work here at the church. And uh, there's, like, you know, there's like this little hatch that you can go up into the second level. And you can climb up onto the roof uh, where the cross is up there. And uh, let me tell you, you feel really close to Jesus when you get up there, okay? And so we were up there doing some work. I do not like heights. I'm afraid of heights. You say, why are you afraid of heights? I'm not so much afraid of falling. It's just a sudden stop down at the bottom. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what I was worried about. I know the wind was picking up. And I got up there and I said, guys, this looks great. You're doing a good job. I'm going to supervise from down on the ground. And thankfully, there were other people. But you want to know something? When they were up there doing some work, you know what they did? They actually tied up and made a harness, and they had a harness, a real harness, and they harnessed, and they were doing some work up there, uh, you know, getting some damage fixed, but they harnessed. Why did they harness? Why did they do that? Because they know that there is a law, it is a natural law of physics, if you will, a physical law that what goes up, say it with me, what? Comes down. That's a law. We know that. There's no exception to that law. What goes up will come down. You see, Jesus, when he says, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy, he's teaching a spiritual law, and that is this. Let me put it in just today's vernacular, today's terms. What goes around, say it with me, comes around. It goes around, comes around. How you treat others is the way that you will be treated. It's what we call in the, in the spiritual realm, in the scriptural realm, Paul later develops this in the, in the book of Galatians. Notice with me in Galatians what, what Paul says. Notice it's this law. He says this in Galatians 6, 7 through 10. He says, do not be deceived. He says, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Notice what he say, says. A man reaps what he sows. These kids see the seeds there. He says, a man reaps what he sows. We'll talk about that in a minute. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, notice there, at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, notice what he says, let us do good or let us sow Good is what he's saying. Plant good seeds. Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. You see, there's a law in Scripture we call it of sowing and reaping. And maybe even with the kids here, they might say, what does sowing and reaping mean? The idea is this, is is what you plant, you will harvest. Does that make sense? A farmer. How many of you kids went out and picked a pumpkin? Anybody go pick a pumpkin? Did you guys pick a pumpkin this year? Temperance, did you pick a pumpkin? Yes, did you? 
Did you pick a pumpkin? Did you pick a pumpkin this year? Yeah. Do you know something? You know what happened? A farmer went out there and had to plant seeds. Do you know what kind of seeds he had to plant in order to get pumpkins? Take a wild guess. What do you think? Pumpkin seeds. Hello? He's like, Pastor Joe, that's easy. Pumpkin seeds. You got to plant a pumpkin seed if you want to get a pumpkin, correct? Let me ask. Here's a deep one. Some of you, we have some kids back there. Let me ask you something. If I take an apple seed and I plant it, what type of tree is going to grow? Anyone know? Nope. It's going to be a pear tree. You're saying, no, that's impossible, right? It is. It's impossible because why? The type of seed you plant, that's what type of harvest you're going to get. The Bible calls it sowing. The seed that you sow means the seed that you plant. What's going to happen? That's the type of fruit that you're going to get. For example, uh, corn. You plant little corn kernels. What are you going to get? What's going to come back? Corn, yeah. He said it with a question. Did you get that? Corn? I don't know if I trust Pastor Joe anymore. By the way, I might just substitute teach at your local school, all right? And science was not the subject you want Pastor Joe to be teaching, okay? But do you guys get this? What we sow or plant, we're going to what? Say the word harvest. That's what we're going to get back. That's the fruit. That's the fruit. Do you understand Jesus in this, in this teaching? He said, whatever, he says, in essence, what you plant, you're going to reap a harvest. What you sow, whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. And in the context, Jesus was teaching, he says to his followers, that you need to make sure that you are merciful. And that if you're merciful, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in return? You're going to reap or you're going to have mercy. Now, let me talk about this just briefly, about the sowing and reaping. All right, you ready? Here's three truths about sowing and reaping very quickly. Number one, you ready for this? This is deep. You will reap what you sow. Okay, did you get that? Now, when I say it this next time, I want everyone to go, ooh. Okay, ready? Okay, I'm going to say it. You will reap what you sow. Now, say it. Ooh, like deep. Wow. What that means is if you plant an apple seed, you're going to get apples. That's right. You can get an apple tree and lots of apples. So whatever you plant, you're going to sow. You, you know, you sow it, you reap it, right? I said it backwards. So whatever you sow, plant, you're going to reap. And, I, and you say, well, why are you saying that? Because sometimes I think we live our lives as if we're the exception to the rule. You see, you will get back what you give out. You will be treated the way that you treat people. You see, sometimes we think we're the exception. You see, if we plant pumpkin seeds, we're going to get pumpkins. Okay, so you will reap or you will harvest what you sow. That's the first truth. You guys got it? Can we move on to the second one? Here's the second one. Ready? Get this. You will reap much later than you sow. What does that mean? It means this. That when you plant a seed, it takes a while for it to grow. Does that make sense? It does, doesn't it? You plant it. The the, the farmer doesn't plant it the next day, walk out and start pulling pumpkins. It takes a while, sometimes a long time. 
And this is why the Bible says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Because many times what happens is maybe we do a good thing and we say, well, see, nothing happened. But it takes a while. Are you with me? Here's what happens for a lot of people. They treat people the wrong way. They treat people unkindly. They sow the wrong seed and they say, see, nothing bad happened to me. I got away with it. But can I tell you something? When you plant that seed in the ground, it may take a long time before you ever see the fruit. Are you with me this morning? So you reap much later than you sow. You guys got that one? Can we move on to the next one? All right, here's the third one. You ready? This is where it gets really interesting. You reap much more than you sow. You get a whole lot more than what you planted. Are you with me this morning? So think about this. When they plant pumpkin seeds or years ago, I think I told you this. My wife and I wanted this garden. We planted zucchini plants. And I thought, oh, I love zucchini. I grew up eating zucchini. I like zucchini bread. I love zucchini. And the reason why you're all going, oh, is because those things are from another planet. I don't know what that is. And I remember we had planted all, we planted peppers and tomatoes and other things. And I said, and my wife, and she even kind of warned me. She goes, you know, I don't know. I, you know, they're more of like a, you're going to probably get a lot. And I said, no, I want lots of zucchini. And so I remember I planted a ton of it out there. And on the long story short, it took over and ate up the entire garden. And it looked like something, I mean, it looked like something out of a sci-fi movie. It was like coming up over the back berm in our yard. It was like, come, I was like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and there was zucchini everywhere, Okay. It just took over everything. And I thought, how could a handful of zucchini seeds do this, do it everywhere? We, I mean, everywhere. We had zucchini everywhere. You want to know what I learned that day? That, that when you plant a seed or two, you get a whole lot more back. When you plant one, think about this. There's a science to this, and I'm not going to go into all numbers, but one kernel of corn, you plant that one little kernel of corn. Let me ask you, do you only get one little cor- kernel of corn back? Here, let me ask you this. Do you only get one ear of corn back? It grows a stalk. And on that stalk, what happens? You have many ears of corn. And on each ear of corn, you have thousands of kernels. That's right. You get a ton. (laughs) It's true. See, I should sub at your your kid's science class, right? Now listen. You reap much more than you sow. So, here's the moral of the story. What kind of seeds are we sowing? You see, if you sow good seeds, what's an example of a good seed? How about this? Being kind to someone. If you sow a good seed and you're kind, boys and girls, how are people most likely going to treat you back? Are they going to be kind back most likely? Yeah. What if you sow bad seeds? What if you're mean and you say hurtful things and hateful things? What's going to happen? Over time, eventually, it's going to come back. Are you with me? It's going to come back. And not only does it come back, but it comes back many times over. The book of Hosea in the Old Testament, the prophet said this, He who sows the wind, just the wind, will reap the whirlwind, which is the cedar city wind that we're talking about, okay? (laughs) He who sows the wind shall reap the cedar city Enoch wind. And it's always on Sunday. Did you notice that? When you walk out that door, it's like, ooh, 
you know? It is. It's the wind of the spirit. Amen. That's what that is. So understand this. Christ is telling us that we need to sow mercy. Another word for mercy is this compassion and kindness. And and I'm almost finished, but I want to quote Isaac Newton. I believe it was Newton that said this. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure I want to give credit to the quote. But he said this. Today is the father of tomorrow. Today is the father of tomorrow. The seeds we plant today will come back on us tomorrow. And when Jesus says that we're to be sowing, if you will, mercy, that we will reap mercy, it will come back upon us. Understand this. It's more than just being kind. Does anyone know what the true biblical definition of mercy is? Mercy is this. Not getting what we deserve. Not getting what we deserve. So when Jesus says, I want you to be merciful. Because if you're merciful, you're going to be shown mercy. It's more than just saying, I'm going to be kind. Understand this. Let this sink in. It means this. Being kind to someone who isn't kind to you. Treating other people the right way. Follow me now, even though they may not deserve to be treated the right way. Do you see how there's more to it than this? You see, understand this. God is merciful to us. Mercy is in our lives is this. God not giving us what we deserve. You want to know what I deserve? I mean, this, people, this isn't popular. But do you know what I, I'm not saying you, but it applies to you too. But I'll say, you know what I deserve? <laughs> you know what I deserve? Because I am a sinner, I deserve, listen to me, this is the facts. According to the word of God, I fall short. I am a sinner. I deserve to spend eternity in hell, separated from God. But God, who is rich in mercy, amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, as he hung upon the cross, he said this, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What did he do? He was sowing Mercy. He was planting mercy. He said, God, don't give them what they deserve. So how does that, what does that look like in our lives? It means this. Mercy is us not giving people maybe even what they do deserve. The person pulls out in front of you. (laughs) And there's some things you want to do and say. And you want to beep your horn and you want to use some modern sign language, you know. Don't do it. Just smile and wave and say, God bless you, you know. Are you with me this morning? Don't. Listen to me. What Jesus is saying is this. Don't just be kind to people that are kind to you. True Christianity is this. Being kind to people even when they're unkind to you. Treating people maybe that don't deserve it with respect. Treating people the way that we would want to be treated. Amen? And so the Bible says this. If you sow sow these seeds, it's going to come back to you. What goes around comes around. He who sows the wind will reap the whirlwind. It is a spiritual law. What, as we look at the physical realm, what goes up must come down. There is no exceptions to this law. Can I say this in our everyday life? Every one of us, listen to me, we have the potential of carrying two different types of seed bags. Bags of seed. You ready? Good seeds, bad seeds. Good seeds, evil seeds. 
What type of seeds are we planting? And by the way, what type of harvest are we going to get back? Are you with me? Are you with me? This morning, I got a text from my sister. And I'm finished. I got a text from my sister. And I thought, oh, no, something bad happened. What's going on, you know? My family's East Coast, Pennsylvania. She said, long story short, she basically sent this really kind message and said, basically, there's a check coming. They've been blessed, and they have some money, and there's a check coming, okay? That doesn't mean that if you want something, I have to give it to you now because I'm supposed to be planting good seeds, okay? (laughs) I'm sharing this because it was so amazing. I had my daughter read it to me because I was driving, and I thought, well, I better not text and be reading it while I'm driving, then I had me back but she said this my sister said this it was when we our family's going through a difficult time my sister said you were the one that was there for me I was the older brother teenager and older brother she said you were there for me and she said you sown you sown love and compassion into my life and she says I want to this is a way that I can give back and so into your ministry and into what God's doing in your life can I tell you something that was an example that was 30 years ago. Sometimes it takes a while, amen? Sometimes you have to wait. But you want to know something? You Say it with me. Number one, you will reap what you sow. Number two, you will reap later than you sow. And you will reap much more than you sow. You know what was the kind gesture that she remembered? She had won a fish. She had won a fish. We went, I took her to the fair and she won this fish. And it came home in this little, and I was a poor college student. I was a freshman in college. I had little or no money. And I took her to the, this fair or carnival. I, that's all I remember. We come back, and there's this goldfish in this little jar. And, she's, and she, you know, she's just this little girl. And she's like, you know, but Joey. By the way, do not call me Joey, or you will. <laughs> you, were, you just sowed an evil seed, and you will reap a tremendous harvest of pain and suffering. <laughs> Be careful the seeds that you sow, Okay. She can call me Joey. She says, Joey. And sometimes she'd do that just to annoy me. But she's like, Joe or Joey. She said, how's that fish? You know, it's so little, this little bowl. And, 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 I, and I'm like, it's a goldfish. They don't last long. That thing will probably belly up tomorrow. It's not going to last. And uh, I said, it's probably not going to last till tomorrow. And she goes, well, if, if it's still alive tomorrow, can, you, can we get like a really nice, like, really nice bowl and make, like, make it a pretty home? And so I said, okay, if it's still alive tomorrow, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I never prayed so hard. And I'll be honest, I almost, I almost did, you know, was like, hmm, what can we do for this little fish? And I was like, well, okay, we'll see. <laughs> Long story short, we get up the next day, and that fish is alive and healthy. And I was like, oh, great. So I, I was poor, poor college student. We went to a little gift, a little shop, you know, pet store. Long story short, she's picking out all this stuff. Man, that's expensive one. Picked out this bowl, picked out these rocks. I had to buy all kinds of fish food, you know, and I'm buying all this stuff. Put in a little, you know, I took it back, set it there, and I said, now you're going to have to take care of this. You're going to have to take care of this. And, and she just loved that fish, like most little kids do, for a few weeks, you know. I went off to college. I'm done. The story's over, but I went off to college, and I came back. And I remember it, where the fish was, and, and it was almost like it had been forgotten. I never dreamed what I, would, what I saw, but I saw this fish, that was, this t- little fish bowl 
that was completely green, like green, green. Just all this green, just stuff. And I said, is that your fistful? Oh, I forgot all about it. And I said, oh, the thing's just, the poor thing, I'm going to have to take it outside and dump it. It's dead. And when I picked up the bowl, the Lord God is my witness, there was movement inside the bowl. The fish was still alive. We took it out, and I thought, how could this thing be alive? How could it live like that? Listen to me. It was the, it was the fish that God created to survive all things. The one I prayed that would die, and God's like, yeah, do you see? The fish was still alive. We went out, we cleaned it, put it back in there. I forget how long that thing lived. It lived for quite a while. And I remember when she had her little graveside service for the fish, you know. Uh, we live on a creek, and so we put it back into the, to the creek after it passed. But you want to know something? That one little act of kindness. We were texting this morning about the fish. I said the fish that would not die, you know. Going and buying someone a little fishbowl and some food and some rocks, you say, that's what it looks like. Can I tell you something? That may be what it looks like. You never know the seeds that you're going to plant, how God will use it in the future. Listen to me. Remember the song we sang? God is at work. Amen? He is at work. He's moving and he's at work. But he wants to work through you and I. And how can he use us? The greatest way he can use us is if we are treating others the way we want to be treated. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Would you stand with me as we have a word of prayer? Let's pray.